What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees, and welcome to week 11 of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2022 NFL season and postseason. And we had ourselves another fairly solid week. I did take a bit of a step backwards against the spread, but kind of made up for it with the total plays, which was nice. It was not a banner week by any means not even as good as like the previous two but i'm still going to consider it a fairly solid week so straight up i wound up going eight and six last week 86 63 and one on the season overall that's uh, a little bit over 57 percent uh, against the spread like i say took a little bit of a step back was only five and nine against the spread last week which obviously you want to be better than that you want to be closer to 500 you want to be above 500 ideally you want to be nine and five you want to be the exact opposite of that but sometimes down weeks happen i'm not going to get too wrapped up in it like I mentioned, I did kind of get it back on the totals. I went on a hot run towards the end of the week and wound up nine and five on my totals. So a nine and five week on the totals means I'm now 76 and 74 for the season on the totals in the 150 games that we've played so far. So back up two games over 500 on the totals and I'm likely to hover there for much of the season. But as of right now, we're looking decent. Uh, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks are my top plays from last week. Decent week, 7 and 5. Uh, the bronze pick, I went 2 and 1, which means I'm 18, 11, and 1 on the season right now in the bronze pick. The Niners beat the Chargers. The Texans failed to cover against the spread, but Detroit and Chicago did go over on the total. The silver pick, which has been my strongest pick on the season so far. Uh, well, actually, my weakest one in week 11. Uh, only 1 and 2 on that one. I'm 19 and 11 now on the season there. Miami beat Cleveland, but Jacksonville didn't cover against the spread i think they got half pointed and uh, indy and the raiders failed to stay under their point total and with the gold and the platinum i went two and one in both cases the gold pick now 16 13 and one the platinum pick 18 11 and one uh, in the gold pick the chiefs beat the jags and the colts covered against the spread but minnesota and buffalo failed to stay under obviously they got over 60 points going into overtime and in the platinum pick the giants beat the texans dallas failed to cover against the spread losing that game outright against these guys and denver and tennessee staying under the point total so overall seven and five solid week i will take it what i will really take is the movement that i had in the bridgewater's finest straight up pick em pool now i've been hovering at like 15th 16th 18th place for the last like three four weeks it feels like took a big jump last week in week 10, I jumped up to 7th place out of 36 in that pool. Now 736 out of 1,206 confidence points. It's exactly 61% on the season. I did that by bringing in 68 of 105 possible confidence points. 64.8%, which was in fact good enough to win week 10. So I win week 10 outright at 8 and 6. 68 of 105 confidence points, 64.8%. Two thumbs up for this guy the first week this season that I win in the pick'em pool. AIM 2022 remains the overall leader in that pool at 90, 59, and 1, 776 out of 1,206 confidence points. So I'm only 40 points behind. It's 64.3%. It is still anybody's game, and I made a big leap in week 10, which felt great. 
We'll take a peek now into Fantasy Corner, which is of course brought to you by the Dynasty Trade Calculator, and my affiliate link to the DTC is in the description below, and for as little as $3, you can gain access to one of the absolute best resources online for Dynasty Keeper and Long-Term Fantasy Football. You're looking at trade evaluations, player rankings, podcasts, tons of great experts dropping dime on no matter what configuration your league is in. If it's Dynasty, if it's Keeper, just long-term fantasy you got a tight end premium you play super flex or just two quarterback there is all kinds of great information available to you on the dynasty trade calculator check out my affiliate link and get started today for as little as a cup of coffee now, in the Professionals Dynasty, I did drop the game last week to Chris, moving my record to 1-9, and nine, and basically snuffing out any chance of me making the playoffs in that league. I think I would have to win out and get some help for the rest of the fantasy regular season, so... I'm kind of got my eyes on next season there, unfortunately. Look, I had some injuries, I had players underperform, and I'm just going to take this year as a rebuilding year. With every rebuild, there's a little bit of a debuild. I traded out Devontae Adams. I, you know, making moves, making moves. So we're, we're looking at next year in the dynasty, but we're still not giving up every single game. Like in week 11, I got a close matchup against Keith, which if I do want to make the playoffs and win out, he's one of the teams I have to leapfrog. So right now that's projected too close to call, but I believe I do have a slight advantage. So we'll see what happens in week 11. In the Anti and Co. Dynasty League, I uh, pulled up a loss against Cat, and it was a big one. Like, Cat served me a knuckle sandwich all friggin' week. Uh, so that dropped me down to 5-5. Five and five. I'm still 6th place in that pool, so I'm still, like, relatively, like, kind of comfortably within the playoffs right now and certainly in the playoff conversation. I got a week 11 matchup against Steven Doklove, who I think is one of the top teams in the league, Demolitia. And uh, we'll have to see what happens there. I believe he's the favorite in that one. But I think that that one's pretty marginal as well. I think it's within a few points. So anything can certainly happen. And I'll take this opportunity, as I always do, to remind you that if you go to the description of this live stream or of the VOD after the fact of the episode of the podcast, wherever you get this show, you can find all of my results from last week, all of my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 11 in the NFL. You can find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool for season 11 of this show. Get yourself shouted out on this show if you do win a week. You can get information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page, and you can find information on my great friends and sponsors at Nerd Tees. Ladies and gentlemen, Nerd Tees is, of course, where you need to go to find dozens and dozens of incredible loose-leaf tea blends and accessories, and dozens and dozens now of incredible coffee blends as well, flavored coffee blends, just runs the gamut of any flavor palette and taking that step into coffee, I think was a great step in the right direction for the folks at nerd tees. You're going to want to use my promo code, which is BW finest. That's going to save you 15% at checkout. You're going to get free shipping in Canada on any order over a hundred bucks. And if you're one of my viewers in the United States, you're of course going to get a great conversion rate on the U S dollar. Now, today's blend is blueberry, a Nova Scotia classic. I absolutely love me some blueberry tea, and that's what we're enjoying this evening while we talk about some Week 11 NFL. You can find something to enjoy while you talk about the NFL on nerdtees.ca. You're going to want to use that promo code BWFINEST, get your free shipping, save your 15%, find yourself something to love, or find someone you love something to love. You can do it. 
on nerdtease.ca. We got Martin in the chat. Martin, you passed me up in your pool, Justin. Congrats. Thank you very much. I'm happy you won your own pool. Yeah, it's just, it, it's funny. Like, I consider myself fairly good at Pick'em, but it's, it, like, I've also attracted killers in this pool. I've attracted very, very good Pick'em players. So, it, it's it's pretty fun, actually, when I wind up, when I wind up winning a week. Uh, it doesn't happen all the time. It's it's happened less and less frequently over the years because you just keep getting better and better, more experienced players in there. But it, it's always a little bit special when you when you win a week in your own pool. Like it was actually it was very very close last week. Return of the Crack and Fourth and Ridiculous were only two points behind me. A Hunt was only eight points behind me. Dan the Sports Fan was only ten points behind me. So it was a very very close week in week ten. But your boy got the job done. Martin, the Commanders and Eagles contributed to me not getting your 14. Yeah, that that's just it. I mean, I think a lot of people, myself included, were very heavy on the Eagles in that game. And, I mean, they were probably going to lose sometime. The Eagles didn't reek to me of the, the 72 Dolphins. But, uh, you know, I, I they had to lose a game sometime. A division game, I guess, kind of makes sense. TJ Harmon in the chat now. Hey, Justin, I'm here. Eagles got cheated. Interesting, interesting. Um, I honestly, I'll be perfectly transparent. I was kind of in and out watching the game last night. I was quite tired, so I'm not, I don't know specifically what you're talking about there, but, uh, feel free to fill me in. Oh, oh, blatant face mask. Oh, you know what? Are you talking, you're talking about the play at the end with Heineke? Yeah, that I did see. That was, uh, that was baby lotion soft. That was, that was awful. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen. I don't even think he intentionally took a knee. It looked to me like he slipped. So, I mean... Boy, uh, th that's just me. That's my take on it. It kind of looked to me like he just slipped. But in any case, the the concept of that being roughing the passer, no. Like, sorry. Like, play, play flag. What we do is we take what happened in week 10. We push it to the side. We move along. We got a 14-game slate here in week 11. And let us waste no more time with the wonderful green journal that tells us all things good. Hopefully, all things victorious as well. Let's get started here in week 11 with the Thursday night game, which is the Tennessee Titans on the road in Green Bay, taking on my Green Bay Packers. Now, Green Bay obviously picking up the win, breaking that, I think it was, what, five-game losing streak going into that one? Green Bay gets the win over Dallas. Christian Watson with a absolute star making performance of three touchdown catches in that game and that was after a drop or two early in the game and well, I loved listening to Aaron Rodgers talk about that because he kind of grabbed him up on the sideline and was just like hey swallow that because I'm going I'm coming back to you so just to have that interaction and to kind of in in a very Aaron Rodgers type of way for a, a rookie to be able to go like, well, I guess he trusts me and I better make the most of this opportunity. And that was exactly what he did. Three touchdowns and he was the difference. He was the reason that the Packers wound up winning that game. They made the defensive plays at the end when they needed to, but he really wound up being the reason why they won. And look, this is a Packers team that is bottom 10 right now in scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, scoring defense, they're kind of middle of the pack when I think the expectation was that this defense was going to be very good to great. I think this is a pretty good defense, but I don't think they're necessarily a great defense. They're taking on a team here in the Tennessee Titans who are very much the same. They're also bottom 10 in the league in terms of scoring offense offense but where the difference here is and where i think the difference in this game is going to be is on the defensive side and in terms of 
points on the board v points not on the board the Tennessee Titans are a better the better football team they're the better scoring defense and just because Green Bay did it once like this season's kind of got me a little bit shell-shocked here like I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do from here but that doesn't necessarily mean that I feel exceptionally confident in them doing it the very next week it's also on a short week obviously where it's going to be played on thursday uh it looks like christian watson is fine he did have the questionable tag yesterday but that was taken away i think yesterday was only like an assumed like a walkthrough practice or something like that what i did want to point out about this tennessee titans team is they are a very good road team over the last few years including i believe the 2019 season up to now i think there's something like 10 games above 500 on the road so there's a very good one of the better road teams in the nfl over that span I like the Tennessee Titans in this spot. I've got to see Green Bay do it with more consistency before I'm going to start feeling real comfortable because it would be very easy for me. They're my team. It would be very easy for me to fall back into just, you know, Green Bay, don't even think about it mode. So I'm, I'm holding myself back from that. I think the Tennessee Titans are the better football team and I think Tennessee gets the win here. So I'm going to take the Titans on the road in Green Bay to get the win over the Packers. On the line, Green Bay are laying three points here as a home favorite. Makes perfect sense to me. But since I'm going to be taking Tennessee, I'm going to be more than happy to take the three points on the Titans. Total in this game is set at 41. And once again, I think it's the Titans defense that comes to play in this one. Neither one of these offenses has been lighting things on fire. It's a... Oh, (laughs) there's our phone call. I'm going to take the under on it. Like it's such a beatable number, but I'm going to go ahead and grab that under, under 41 points in Tennessee, Green Bay. Let's go uh, Tennessee 20, Green Bay 17. So Titans win, Titans cover, obviously, and give me the under on the points. Gorian's loving that Colts money line. Loving that Colts money line. Look, I felt good about picking the Colts to win last week and it actually coming true. That's an old tip from Martin, by the way. So tip of the hat to my good friend Martin in the chat here who really always hammered home that like teams that fire their coach, they bring in that new coach, they win that first game. And it seems to happen a lot. So tip of the hat to my good friend, Martin, cause he, uh, he brought that one. Uh, he brought that one to me, Brian, Tennessee to win. I like it. Let's go to Atlanta. Now the Chicago bears in town to take on Atlanta Falcons coming into this game on the long week, having played on Thursday night, uh, last week, Chicago, a three game losing streak, but Justin Fields continues to just light this league on fire. He's doing it with his arm and he's really doing it with his legs. He is an absolute monster running the football from the quarterback position. I don't know, like uh, other than Lamar Jackson and maybe Patrick Mahomes, there might not be a better rushing quarterback in the NFL right now, because Justin Fields has been lighting it up. Now, this is a battle of two teams that are exceptionally similar. Neither one of these offenses are huge. Like, neither one of them light the league on fire, with the exception of Justin Fields himself. And in terms of scoring defense, they both rank in the bottom 10 in the NFL in terms of scoring defense. So, I think this is a game where you're going to see a lot of points. I think this is a very similar, a matchup of two very similar teams, I should say. And in that, I think I got to lean on the dog here. The dogs are just hitting so often this year, certainly against the spread, but even just winning their games outright. 
I kind of like the Bears in this spot. I think they have more offensive weapons. I think they certainly are getting much better play from the quarterback position. I think that's what winds up de uh, determining this game, deciding this game is the quarterback matchup. And I, there's just very few people right now that can touch what Justin Fields is producing on the field. So I'm going to go ahead and grab the Chicago Bears and take the Bears to win outright in Atlanta. Bears beat the Falcons. Against the spread, Atlanta is laying three points here as a home favorite. Once again, makes perfect sense to me. But since I'm on the Bears to win the game outright, give me the plus three on Chicago. Total in the game set at 50 and a half points. So obviously Vegas is expecting a lot of points here as well. I think this is a pretty darn good number, but I'm still going to take the over on it. I think these are two offenses that are capable of putting up points. The defenses have been nothing special this year. So give me the over on the 50 and a half point total in Chicago, Atlanta. Let's go uh, Bears 27, Falcons 27-24 seems so predictable but i think that's what we're going to go with 27 24 bears bears win bears cover and give me just barely give me the over on the points uh gorian i got eagled last night yeah boy or i had or, or rather i had the eagles last night you and me both like i mean so many so many people would have wound up losing a bunch. Oh my goodness. Speak of the devil. My boy Dave Milhouse in the chat right now with the flaming heart emoji. How you doing, Dave? Awesome. Thank you for stopping by. So Dave is one of the aforementioned folks, and he can attest to it in the CFL group chat that we have where we were talking about the quarterback carousel in the CFL. And I, I said it on October 19th. I said Bo Levi Mitchell to Hamilton. And again, like to Brian's point, I wasn't the only one that was saying it. Brian was saying it too. But Dave's in that chat. He can attest that I did in fact say that that's where Bo was going to go. All right, the Cleveland Browns traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. The Bills obviously sour from losing that game uh, against Minnesota. I mean, that was... That game, um, that Minnesota-Buffalo game, that has to be one of the games of the year uh, to this point in the season. And uh, is there anybody that wouldn't like to see that game again for the Super Bowl? Because I certainly would. Like, those two teams are so exciting. It's so electrifying. And Minnesota is playing such good football right now that it's just awesome to watch. And I think the poor Cleveland Browns are going to have to face the wrath of a, of a Buffalo Bills team that is exceptionally upset about how things went last week. Buffalo obviously still top five scoring offense, top five scoring defense in the NFL so far this year. The Browns are scoring their points. They're a top 10 scoring offense. Not going to take that away from them, but this defense is leaky. This defense cannot stop anybody. Bottom five scoring defense. The Browns are also on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games, which as we've talked about this season, those teams are not faring very well either straight up or against the spread. Obviously, you know how I'm going on this one. I like the Buffalo Bills in a big bad way here to get back on track and pick up a pretty dominant actually home win against an inferior team in the Cleveland Browns. Now, once Deshaun Watson is the quarterback there again, I don't necessarily think you can talk about the Browns as an inferior team against as many teams. But I don't think that's happening this week because I think there would be a bigger uh, bigger story there. Uh, TJ in the chat, there's going to be a possible blizzard in Buffalo on Sunday. Very interesting. Very interesting. I had not heard about that. 
So that could that could certainly impact things. I think Buffalo is more used to playing in weather like that. Although I mean, like Cleveland's not exactly so far south that they would never have to deal with it. But that's interesting. That's interesting. That might. I appreciate that. That might actually adjust something later on in this pick. I still like the Bills to win this game in what should be a walk. So Buffalo's laying eight and a half points here. And there's not a lot of teams right now with how prevalent the dogs have been this year. With how prevalent, uh, like, or the, the lack of prevalence of betting favorites even covering against the spread we just talked about it i think it was like 44 percent or something like that there's not a lot of teams i would lay this many points on right now the buffalo bills are one of them especially against a defense that can't really stop anybody so i'm gonna lay those points on buffalo minus eight and a half i don't see how this isn't a double digit win for the bills so let's lay the eight and a half and not worry too much about it and actually what we're going to do here is bills over Browns. I'm going to make that my platinum pick straight up this week. So bills over Browns platinum pick straight up and actually Buffalo minus eight and a half. I'm going to make that my bronze pick against the spread as well. Cause I feel really confident about them covering that number. So bills beating Cleveland platinum pick straight up bills covering minus eight and a half uh, bronze pick against the spread. Now, total in the game set at 43 and a half, and this could explain because just yesterday, this total was 47, and I actually liked it going over the 47 point total, but that's going to explain why this number is now a 43 and a half, because I'm like, who, like, who, who died? Like, how did this, how did this number drop three and a half points in like 24 hours? But that would go ahead and explain it. The good information there from TJ supposed to start Friday and last until Sunday. 43 and a half is still a pretty beatable number if you if you can play football at all, right? Like if it's if you can actually have two teams that can get on the field and actually play a football game, and with the talented offenses that both of them have, 43 and a half still feels like a beatable number to me. I don't love this play anymore because of the weather, um, the weather question. Um, I think I'm still going to take this over, but this one's a coin flip. This one's marginal for me. So I think I'll still take the over, but I fully understand if this winds up not hitting. So we're going to go over 43 and a half points in Buffalo, Cleveland. Let's go, uh, bills, 27 bills, 27 Brown, 17 feel reasonable. Buffalo wins, Buffalo covers the minus eight and a half, and it just barely gets over that 43 and a half point total. We'll go 27-17. Uh, Dave says, too bad we couldn't bet it. Yeah, too bad we couldn't bet uh, uh, what the result of that would have been. That would have been an interesting thing for a sports book to put out, like just like basically pick and choose where quarterbacks are going to go, like as like parlay it even and give you, you know, stiff odds, but it would have been interesting. Uh, TG, yeah, possible blizzard, uh, supposed to start Friday, last till Sunday. Gorian, he's, uh, he's knack against Houston in Houston. Um, Deshaun Watson. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. He is, he is, he does come back against Houston in Houston. Yeah, right. That's whenever anybody says the pro sports like this aren't booked like professional wrestling, they absolutely are. Cause that's right. I forgot that his first game back is in Houston against Houston because, some men just like to watch the world burn. 
TJ says 21-13 uh, for Buffalo. I can I can understand that, but we're, we're going to go a little bit higher on this one. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles on the road in Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Colts obviously getting off the schneid, getting that win last week in Jeff Saturday's coaching debut, which again was fantastic. I don't know how I feel about the Jeff Saturday hiring. Uh, I mean, certainly it started off fine because again, tip of the hat to my good friend Martin for that uh, that uh, notion about brand new coaches winning their coaching debut. It'll be interesting to see how that continues on. I did see that Shaq Leonard is going to have back surgery. He's officially done for the year. So that's definitely a shot against that Colts defense. Uh, and if the Colts have anything kind of going for them that makes them anything at all special, it might be on the defensive side. Although they are dealing with another injury, an injury to Quiddy Pay, who has had a good season so far this year. He's dealing with an ankle injury. So 50-50 whether he plays this week as well. The Eagles have to deal with the short week because they just played last night. Still a top five scoring offense, still a top five scoring defense. Have to be ticked off, obviously, about the way things went down last night. It is a situation where I do expect the Eagles to bounce back and I do expect the Eagles to win this game. But I don't expect them to win this game in the same kind of blowout notion that I did with the Buffalo Bills. Like, the Bills are pissed and I think they're going to act on that. Uh, the Eagles are pissed, but I just don't think, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't love a blowout in this spot. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take the Eagles to win this game. I'm going to take Philadelphia in Indy to beat the Colts. But what I am going to do is I'm going to hedge my bets here against the spread. And I believe a number of people are doing this. So the Indianapolis Colts with their bottom five scoring offense this season, I do think keep this game within a touchdown. So I'm going to take the plus six and a half on the Indianapolis Colts. And what that does do is it does insulate against the upset, which we do certainly appreciate. Total in this game set at 44 and a half. I gotta feel the under in this one. I think the Colts defense plays well. I think the Eagles defense has a bounce back game. So give me the under 44 and a half in Philadelphia, Indianapolis. Let's go Eagles 20, Colts 17. We'll go 2017 or 21, 2117. Sorry. 2117 Eagles. Philly wins. Indianapolis covers. And give me the under on the points. Gorian, 11 bro, not six and a half. Proline. Does Proline have that game at 11 points? That's disgusting. Um, or you, you, Colts money line. But Colts, so Colts money line, I get that. But man, almost every book that I've looked at. Even yesterday had this at a seven point. And then when I just looked at uh, a couple earlier, most that I saw had a six and a half. Um, wow. Proline, whew. Proline really does not think much of the Colts, do they? That's crazy. Have a unit. That's awesome, man. That's, look, I, I am more than willing to be wrong about this game so that you can have a big win like that. I would, I would rather, I would rather be wrong then you not win. <laughs> like I, I would rather be wrong. That's that's my gift to you. I hope I hope you're right on that one. All right, AFC East matchup here. The New York Jets on the road in New England to take on the Patriots. Now the Jets are coming into this game off their bye, so they're going to be well rested. They don't like the offense has been kind of middle of the road this year. 
the Jets defense. I still think not enough people are talking about the Jets defense. The Jets have a top 10 scoring defense in the NFL. And you can't, you don't have a lot of Jets seasons where you can say that. Where you can say that their defense, regardless of opponent, the fact that their defense is actually playing well and is preventing points on the board. It's not something that happens very often with New York. Now you can say much the same thing with the Patriots. Offense, I would say, is average top 10 scoring defense in the NFL. They're also coming into this game off of their bye. So we do have equal rest in this matchup. Neither one of these teams played last week. Obviously, divisional opponent and know each other exceptionally well. I don't think either one of these teams in the grand scheme of things is a big is a big threat like to make a big playoff push or to certainly to do any damage in the playoffs. But um, again, I think they're relatively equal. There are certain things I think New England is better at. There are certain things that I think the Jets are better at. Equal teams, equal rest. Give me the underdog in the divisional matchup. I'm going to take the New York Jets on the road in New England to get the win over the Patriots. Jets get the upset win. My third upset so far in these picks. Jets beat the Patriots. Uh, on the line, the Patriots are laying three and a half points as a home favorite. So in order to take this, you do have to buy that extra hook, that extra half point. So I think one way or the other, I think taking the Jets plus 3.5 here is probably the way to go against the spread but since i like him to win the game outright obviously give me the plus three and a half on new york total in this game set at 38 and a half points i think this is a pretty darn good number but i think i'm gonna lean over on this this is more of a gut play than anything else it's such a beatable number and i do think these teams despite the fact that their defenses do tend to be the main event again it's such a beatable number i think we're going to go ahead and grab the over here let's go jets 23 patriots 21 so jets win jets cover and give me the over on the 38 and a half uh, tj sauce gardener is a stud yes he is that dude can play some football uh let's see uh took new england money line Oh, cats here. Cats here. Awesome. Oh, actually, I missed. I think I missed something from. Uh, ba 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 ba. I missed something from Martin. Saturday's only an interim coach. Glad I took the Colts over the Raiders too. Colts have other coaches. People thought Saturday would coach the whole team. It's true. It's true. It's not like he's he's the unilateral person back there making all the decisions. Gorian says too. Uh, we're better with Leonard. Trade him ASAP. Get back some value. Gonna be tough now after the surgery. Uh, let's see. Gorian took New England money line because the Jets lost at home. Uh, TJ says 23 to 20. So even TJ thinks take the plus three and a half on the Jets. Oh, 23, 20 Jets. There you go. Love it. Cat is in the chat and says, Hey, Justin, I can actually attend this time. Welcome. Welcome. Have I, have you told the crowd about the double digit spread thing that's been happening lately? I haven't because I wanted to leave it for you. In my heart and soul, I felt like you would be here. So please, in the chat and in the chat replay for the folks who will watch this after the fact, please let them know about the double digit thing. And use the same conviction that I use when I talk about the rule of four. I can only hope for everyone to have something in their life that they believe in as much as I believe in the rule of four. All right, while Cat does that in the chat, we are going to go to New Orleans, where the Los Angeles Rams are in New Orleans to take on the Saints. 
The Rams come into this game on a three-game losing streak, a bottom five scoring offense in the NFL so far this season. The defense has been decent, but for the second time, we got to talk about an injury, and it's one of the absolute biggest that could possibly come from a game like this. That's Cooper Cup. Um, high ankle sprain. It is going to require surgery. I think uh, either Schefter or Rappaport um, confirmed that earlier today. With that being the case, that's minimum four to six weeks, especially where it has to be repaired surgically. And if that's the case, do the Rams bother bringing him back at any point this season? Would they rather do that or have him certainly be 100% for the start of next year? Like it's... Question marks, questions that I'm glad they're questions I don't have to answer. Uh, the Saints uh, come into this game, their offense, scoring offense is average. Scoring defense is actually bottom 10 in the NFL, which I think would be a bigger deal against a team whose offense was A, intact, and B, playing better than the Rams' offense is right now. So I really got to go with the Saints here. They're, I think they're relatively full strength i don't think there's a significant injuries on the saints side of this game so give me the saints at home let's take new orleans to beat the la rams on the line the saints are laying four points here as a home favorite it's under a touchdown i have no idea what this rams offense is going to look like they can't run the football they just they're not committed to it and they can't seem to do it and now one of the biggest weapons in football is no longer there so I have no idea what this offense is going to look like. So, lay, give me the four points. Anything under a touchdown there, honestly, I'd probably lay on the Saints. Total in this game set at 38.5 points. This is one of the ones that I feel exceptionally good about. Give me the under in this game because I think you might see some defense from the Rams side. Who knows what either one of these offenses is going to look like. So give me the under 38.5 there. And I like that so much that Rams Saints under 38.5 points is going to be my bronze pick on the totals this week. Rams Saints under 38.5, my bronze pick on the totals so give me uh let's go 21 14 21 14 for the saints saints win saints cover and give me the under on the points martin the rule of four struck last week twice with eight upsets i love that uh cat now has four consecutive messages in the chat and here we go. I will read it for your listening pleasure. Hello, my beautiful chat. It's a half joke I made a few years ago and the Chiefs were favored by more than 20 points. Of course, they did blow out their opponent, but it did start a trend afterwards. There was a series of games where teams who were favored by more than 10 points did not cover those points, some of which losing outright altogether. I bring this up now because since week seven, we've had seven such games and only one team covered that spread so double digit spreads no likey and we look we had an instance of that literally just last night the eagles were i think 10 and a half point favorites when i got the number granted that's early in the week but they were big favorites not only did they not cover they lost the game outright and big favorites are just not paying off this year so cats on to something there and uh and i'm i'm glad that they're so vigorous about uh making sure that everybody understands what's going on. Cat chimes in again, that heavily leaned into me picking the commanders in the upset last week. I'm so happy I took that pick. Absolutely. Like that's a savviest of savvy plays right there. And uh, that worked out for you big time. 
All right, the Detroit Lions traveling to New York to take on the Giants. Uh, the Lions are on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games here, which obviously we talked about before. Teams aren't exactly doing very well in that context. The Lions are still rocking that glass cannon perspective. They're a top 10 scoring offense in the league so far and a bottom five scoring defense. So obviously a copious amount of points can be scored at the um, to, to the detriment of the Detroit Lions. On the Giants' side, kind of a middling offense. Like, they, they can score some points, but of course, they're not lighting the scoreboard on fire by any means. But they can play some defense. A top 10 scoring defense in the NFL so far this year. And it's just very difficult for me, even though the Lions have won, I think, back-to-back -back games now. I think two straight games Detroit has come up and won. You still just can't feel comfortable riding with them, can you? Like, there's just still so many things that this team does so poorly that it's tough to fully gain confidence in them. So I'm going to take the Giants here. I think this is an excellent spot for New York to get another win and keep things competitive now in that NFC East where all of a sudden the Eagles aren't unbeatable anymore. So give me the Giants in this one. New York gets the win over Detroit. And actually, I like that so much. I'm going to take the Giants over the Lions as my silver pick straight up this week. Giants over Lions, silver pick straight up. Against the spread, the Giants are only laying three points here as a home favorite. I like them to win. It's a fairly small price to pay. So I'm going to go ahead and lay those three points as well. And the Giants minus three is going to be my gold pick against the spread this week. Giants minus three, gold pick against the spread total in this game set at 46 and a half this is a weird one for me i i want to snap call and take the over the lions scoring defense is so bad you know there's just going to be points by osmosis in this game you know what i mean like there's going to be points where you don't even really know where those points came from i think the giants can shut this lions offense down and then it's a matter of like are the giants going to run up the score probably not I'm actually going to take the under here. It's a middle 40. It's a beatable number. Don't get me wrong, but I think I'm going to lean under on this one. Let's go under 46 and a half points in New York, Detroit. Let's go. Let's go 23, 17, 23, 17 for the giants giants win giants cover minus three and give me the under on the point total. Chad Suska is in the chat. Chad, hello from Chad from Regina, Saskatchewan, A. Eh? Nice weather I bring for the Grey Cup. Awesome. Uh, Rams issues. Sorry, Philly, we drank too much from 7-0. How's my new few buddy? New few buddy. Good, for, good to hear from you. Do you think I'm a Newfoundlander? I'm not. I'm from Nova Scotia. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you were going for there, but, uh, I mean, we're close. It's only like an hour and a half flight, so it's, it's pretty close, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm a Nova Scotian, not a Newfoundlander. I don't know if that's what you were going for there, but <laughs> that's really funny. I, I take that as a great compliment, actually, that you the Newfoundlanders are wonderful people. I take that as a compliment. All right, we are halfway home in the picks, so let us keep going here. The Carolina Panthers in Baltimore to take on the Ravens, and this is the single biggest line of the week. Listen up, Cat. Single biggest line of the week at minus 12.5 in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. So, Carolina, 
we're talking about a team that's coming in with the benefit of the long week because they did just play on um, they did play on Thursday, so they do have a little bit of extra rest coming into this one. They are a bottom ten scoring offense and a bottom ten scoring defense, so not a ton of points. They do allow a good chunk. I guess I get where this number comes from because the Ravens do certainly score points. They're a top five scoring offense in the NFL. They're on a three game winning streak. They're coming off their bye, So they're going to be very well rested and should be relatively healthy. So I understand where this number comes from. And I certainly like the Baltimore Ravens to win this game. So we'll get that out of the way. Nice and quick. I like Baltimore to get the win here over Carolina in saying that. I think Chuba Hubbard's going to be healthy for this game, which means the Panthers will have both of their running backs available to them, both Chuba Hubbard and Donta Foreman. They can move Donta Foreman back to that third down back slash short yardage second down back slash pass catching back, which I think makes him more dangerous. Because if he plays a few fewer snaps, he's not getting like a full complement of snaps. I genuinely think it makes Donta Foreman more dangerous. And Chuba Hubbard is a good runner. He's a good runner of the football. So it makes their offense more dangerous. They can do more things with both of those backs available. I just don't, I don't know, man, 12 and a half points. It's just gross. The favorites, the favorites are just not doing what favorites normally do. Uh, Brian Stefora, got to go supper time. I'll catch the replay. Brian, thank you so much for being in the chat early on here. So look, obviously I like Baltimore to win here, but I'm going to take those 12 and a half points with Carolina. It's not great. Like it, it's the number. It's not totally unjustified. Teams are just not covering numbers like these. Yes. Blowouts are happening, but not necessarily in games that they're supposed to happen. So I definitely like Baltimore to win, but give me the plus 12 and a half on the Carolina Panthers. Total in the game set at 43 and a half points, and part of this plays into it too. I don't think we're gonna see a ton of points in this game. So I'm gonna be on the under in this one, even though it's a game that has one of the top five scoring offenses in the NFL, I still think we're gonna be under on this point total. So give me under 43 and a half points in Baltimore, Carolina. So Panthers plus 12 and a half. I like that so much. That's actually going to be my silver pick against the spread this week. Panthers plus the 12 and a half points, silver pick against the spread. And the total in this one, the 43 and a half, under on the 43 and a half, that's going to be my silver pick on my totals. Under 43 and a half points in Carolina, Baltimore. So let's go, let's, what's a reasonable score here? Let's go like 24, 24-17. We'll go 24-17. So Ravens are still going to score their points. Don't get me wrong. Baltimore wins. Carolina covers the plus 12 and a half. And we stay under on the point total. 24-17, Ravens win. Let's see. Chad, Baltimore win. Cat, uh, oh, it absolutely makes me sick. But because of that spread thing that's floating around lately, I'm taking Carolina against the spread. Trust me, as a Ravens fiend, Ravens friend, I hate it. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there with the Packers before. It doesn't feel great. Chad, to me, Baltimore, too much of a circus, a lot of dance and show. I guess I, I guess I get what you, I mean, it starts with the quarterback. Um, so I, I get, I get what you mean for sure. But look, they've been, they've been scoring their points all season long. And if they score points on the defensive side as well, this could wind up being a blowout and I could come back with egg on my face, but give me the points and give me the under. 
the Washington Commanders in Houston to take on the Houston Texans. Washington obviously has to be riding high. A big emotional win just on Monday night last night. Washington obviously going to be coming in on the short week as the Philadelphia Eagles were. I don't know whether I mentioned that when we were talking about that game, but they're going to be in on the short week. They're also on the tail end of back-to-back road games because, of course, they were in Philly last week. Uh, Washington still a bottom 10 scoring offense in the league so far this year. The Houston Texans are riding a four-game losing streak. They are a bottom five scoring offense this season. The defense has been decent. Both of these two teams, the scoring defenses have been kind of middle of the pack. So this would be a really popular, and I'm sure already is, a popular choice to take the Washington Commanders. They're just coming off of a big win. Again, a very emotional divisional win. And that kind of what plays into it for me because like adrenaline dump and emotion dump is real. So, I mean, a game that I think they had faith that they could win and the method by which they did, it's your emotions are at a peak because you just knocked off an undefeated team. They're a division rival to boot. It's like, it's almost top of the world. And then you come out next week and you're just flat against a team that most people think you should probably beat in the Houston Texans. Certainly in that, are they the worst team in the NFL conversation? I like the Houston Texans to get the upset here. And I like the Houston Texans for a couple of reasons. Houston has not given up on this season. Whether they have aspirations of making the playoffs or not, I don't know. But they haven't given up on the season. And that's reflective in the fact that they just made a waiver claim for Eno Benjamin. Um, Arizona, weirdly enough, just outright cut Eno Benjamin, just tossed him on waivers now that James Connor's back, which makes no sense to me because Eno was really good for them. Uh, and the Houston Texans made a claim on him. So Eno immediately steps in, I believe, as the number two running back on that team behind Damian Pierce. And it's a way to lessen the workload on Damian Pierce, keep him healthier later into the season. This is not going to be a great game by any means. But the fact that the Houston Texans haven't given up on this season, and the other big reason for me here, Nico Collins. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Nico Collins' season. Davis Mills fed him 10 targets last week. Trust me when I say, Nico Collins is probably available in your fantasy football league, and he should be on your roster, because he's going to help you win a championship. Brandon Cooks doesn't want to be there. He just does not want to be there. And Damian Pierce can't do it all. Because imagine what happens if he gets hurt. Nico Collins is the key to that offense moving forward. He's a young player. He's a dynamic wide receiver. Yes, Davis Mills is kind of limited as a quarterback. But how many times have we seen limited quarterbacks still be able to supply like top 24 fantasy wide receivers? That's what I think Nico Collins has the possibility of being. So if he's available in your fantasy league which he's available in like 86% of Yahoo leagues, go get Nico Collins because he is going to pay dividends down the stretch in fantasy. I'm taking the Houston Texans this week to get the upset win over the Washington Commanders. And obviously I'm going to be taking the plus three and a half against the spread on Washington in that game as well. Obviously as the dog or on, on Houston as well, obviously as the dogs, let's take the plus three and a half. 
Total in the game set at 40 and a half. I don't think either one of these teams like the scoreboard on fire. So give me the under in this one. Under 40 and a half points, even though that's such a beatable number. In Houston, Washington. Do we do we get real cheeky? Actually, do we go real cheeky and go like 21-20? No, we can't, because that's that's 41 points. Let's go, um, let's go like 17-16. Like just a weird score. Houston wins. Houston covers and give me the under on the points. Chad says, oh my God, put me to sleep game, but I'll take Washington. Why? They beat my Philly. Bummer, but yeah, momentum, right? It could very well be. Momentum is kind of a harsh mistress sometimes. It can be great, or again, it can, and you can just have that dump, and you come out the next week, and you can't do a damn thing. And that's kind of what I think is going to happen this week. The Las Vegas Raiders on the road in Denver taking on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. I believe Denver might be without Jerry Judy in this game, although I don't think the injury to Judy is long-term or significant. He just either may not play in this one or may be limited, which does limit the passing opportunities in the game as well. The Raiders riding a three-game losing streak with a bottom five scoring defense in the NFL. Their defense has, again, I talked about it. I talked about it right at the beginning of the season. I was like, everybody's talking about the Raiders, and I don't think that defense is any better than it was last year. Turned out, they're not. Uh, their offense can do some stuff, but still kind of middle of the pack in terms of generating points. The Broncos, bottom five scoring offense, but a top five scoring defense. And a lot of the time, that's what I'll defer to in games like this. I look at this initially and I'm like, when in doubt, take the better defense. And Denver is head and shoulders the better defense in this game. Weird stuff happens in division games. Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders in this spot. Maybe I'm just drunk on upset picks. The Raiders at some point, like the Raiders aren't a good football team, but they're better than this. Like they're better than what they've shown so far this year. So give me the Raiders in a matchup like this where the Broncos are not, uh, nobody's putting up any banners or planning any parades for the Broncos with the way they've been playing this year. Division matchup, give me the dog. Give me the Las Vegas Raiders on the road in Denver. <laughs> Sorry, Cat had a funny comment and I'll, I'll get to it there in a second. Give me the Raiders on the road in Denver to beat the Broncos. On the line, Denver is a two and a half point favorite in this game, so it's less than three. But we're going to go ahead and grab the plus 2.5 on the Raiders since I like them to win outright. Total in the game set at 41 and a half points. And this is actually a total I flip-flopped on. Because I think originally I was kind of leaning, I was leaning Denver in this game. So I'm like, well, if I'm leaning on Denver to win, I should probably take the under. But since I took the Raiders, and if the Raiders are going to win this game, it's going to be on the offensive side of the football, I guess I'll take the over. So give me over 41 and a half points in Las Vegas and Denver. Let's go uh, Raiders 24, Denver 21. So Raiders win, Raiders cover, and give me the over on the 41 and a half point total. This is a pick I don't expect a lot of people to follow me on, and that's okay. So, Cat, let's see. Where are we going here? Uh, Chad said a spark for Washington. Look at the Jets, right? Absolutely. Uh, Martin, Houston has a chance, but I don't know if I'll take them. Cat, you don't have to be drunk to take upset picks, Justin. Let's be real. It's true. I've been like the king of upset picks over the last couple of years. Not necessarily that I've gotten the most right, 
but just I think that I've taken the most. <laughs> like the last two, three years, it's upset picks all over the place. Uh, Martin, the Raiders are horrible on the road, very bad. You're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. And having to go up to mile high, it's not the easiest place to play. Definitely not. But I think if there's one game breaker on offense on either side here, it's probably Devontae Adams. I would expect Devontae to have a, an exceptionally good game this week, and that could be what winds up propelling the Raiders to the win. Couple of touchdowns, 130 receiving yards, something like that. A massive game from Devontae Adams. That could be enough to put them over the top. Uh, Chad, heads or tails on this Denver game? Although Mr. Carr for Raiders crying in an interview, so maybe I picked the Raiders. Cat, uh, the teas that you've been drinking have been filled with quarter cup of rule of four. <laughs> Only a quarter? Let's move on here so I can get you folks to bed early enough. The Dallas Cowboys on the road in Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Dallas and Minnesota. The Vikings on a seven-game winning streak right now and are proving themselves to be one of the classes of the NFL. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised if this Vikings team makes a deep run in the playoffs, maybe to the NFC title game, maybe to the Super Bowl. This Vikings team is for real. Look, I know where my allegiance lies. Like I I get it, but I got to respect. Got to respect what this Vikings team has accomplished this year. Uh, the Cowboys, a top 10 scoring defense in the NFL this year. Their offense has certainly come around since Dak Prescott has been back. Uh, they are on the tail end of back-to-back -back road games here, having played in Green Bay last week. And boy, Mike McCarthy going to Mike McCarthy in that game. There's no reason up two scores that Dallas should have lost that game. Like, let's be real. Dallas should have won that game. Their coaching holds them back. Let me cover this while I say that. Their coaching holds them back. Minnesota, top 10 scoring offense in the NFL, kind of middle of the pack in terms of the scoring defense. Now, Minnesota is dealing with an injury on the off uh, offensive line, defensive line, offensive line, I think. Christian Derisaw, he is down with a concussion, and obviously since we know the protocols are what they are right now and it's taking players longer to get out of concussion protocol, it's really 50-50 whether we see Christian Derisaw in this game or not he has had a good season a very good season in fact for the vikings so it'll be interesting to see whether he actually plays in this game or not i think i gotta go with the vikings here the vikings are the ones that have shown me the most this year i think of any team in the nfl maybe with a slight exception of the eagles the eagles obviously have played incredible football up to this point but man, I don't think anybody expected this from the Vikings, period. I think they ex people expected the Vikings to kind of be the middling team that they've been the last couple of years, and they have not. They have found ways to win football games, whether it's on the offensive side, defensive interceptions to seal games. Minnesota's doing it all. So yeah, I'm going to be on the Vikings here. I like Minnesota at home to get the win over the Dallas Cowboys. And again, that, that NFC East division... It's going to be interesting down the stretch. It didn't look like it was going to be, but I think it will. So right now, Minnesota is actually taking a point and a half as a home dog. This line will not stay the same. But since right now they are a home dog, I am more than happy to take the plus 1.5 on who I genuinely think is the better team and the team that's going to win. And that's the Minnesota Vikings. So give me the Vikings plus 1.5. 
Total in the game sit at 47 and a half points. This is my favorite over of the week. Over 47 and a half points in Dallas, Minnesota. These are two offenses that can put the points on the board. And I like this so much that Dallas, Minnesota over 47 and a half points is my platinum pick on the totals this week. Dallas, Minnesota over 47 and a half. So we are going to go Minnesota 31, Dallas 27, Vikings win, Vikings cover, and give me the over, well over, on the point total. 31-27, Vikes. Uh, in chat, let's see. Uh, cat, the Raiders were shut out at New Orleans. That team doesn't, doesn't have a good defense. Cat uh, says quarter four, thought I was clever. Fair enough, I enjoy it. Chad says, love it, keep going. Sorry, I'll watch later. Off to a Blue Rodeo concert. Awesome. I love Blue Rodeo. Later, my friend. Thank you so much, Chad. Thank you for stopping in and enjoy your Blue Rodeo concert. That's really cool. Damn it, now I wish I was going to a Blue Rodeo concert. All right, the Cincinnati Bengals on the road in Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. The Steelers welcomed back TJ Watt last week. He didn't have an exceptional game, but just the fact that he's back, it totally changes the way that that team plays defense. I think they were without Minka Fitzpatrick last week as well. Ideally, they might get him back soon enough. And I think if you get that defense at, um, you know, fairly full strength, I think that defense can do some stuff. Now, what can't do some stuff is that Steelers offense. Bottom five scoring offense in the NFL so far this year. So obviously Pittsburgh has just struggled just across the board putting points up. The Bengals can't really say that about them. They're a top 10 scoring offense. They are able to score their points. Defense kind of, you know, average. They're around middle of the pack uh, in the league so far this year. And the Bengals are coming into this game off their bye. So they are coming in well-rested, ready to roll. Division matchup that means a lot to them, obviously. Uh, I'm going to have to go ahead and take Cincinnati in this one. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take Cincinnati here. Division game, know each other very well. Bengals are the better football team top to bottom. They got the better quarterback. They got the better receivers. I don't necessarily know that they have a better defense, but I think that's kind of a toss up. But we'll go ahead and grab Cincinnati here. Bengals over Steelers in Pittsburgh. And actually, I like that so much. I'm going to make Cincinnati my, let's make it my gold pick straight up this week. Cincinnati over Pittsburgh, my gold pick straight up. Now, this is an interesting one because Pittsburgh is taking four and a half points against the spread. Pittsburgh plus 4.5. Is this a beatable number? Absolutely. Will they cover this number? Probably, but it's very tough for me to lay this much in the context of this season in a division game. Boy, that's tough. I think I have to take the points with the Steelers. I'm going to insulate myself against an upset. And if Cincinnati blows them out, they blow them out. Oops. You know, what do you do? Should we lay it where it's under a touchdown? Probably. But, I mean, Cincinnati hasn't exactly blown me away with their results this year. So, let's go ahead and take those points with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Total in this game set at 41 and a half. I got to take the under because Pittsburgh's just not scoring at all this year. Yes, Cincinnati is, but Pittsburgh just isn't. I think this is a low scoring, defensive, cold AFC North matchup. So let's take under 41 and a half points in Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. I actually like that so much. That's going to be my gold pick on the totals this week. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh 
under 41 and a half points. We're going to go Cincinnati 17, uh, Pittsburgh 14. So 17, 14 Bengals. Give me the Bengals to win. Give me the points with the Steelers and give me under 41 and a half. All right, all we've got left is Sunday night football and Monday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs in Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Uh, Chiefs come into this game on a three-game winning streak. Uh, they're also obviously a top-five scoring offense in the NFL. No shock to anybody there. Defense has been kind of middle of the road. Uh, but look, you score the kind of points. I think Kansas City is maybe the only team in the NFL right now that's averaging 30 points a game or more. I think I'm correct in saying that. So obviously their offense just keeps going. Kadarius Tony made a ridiculous catch last week where he adjusted his gloves before he went up to make the catch. Absolutely incredible. Obviously we know what they can do on offense. The Chargers, we think we know what they can do on offense, but so far this season, if it hasn't been Austin Eckler, it really hasn't been much. And I totally understand because like Keenan Allen has been hurt for a lot of the season. They don't have Mike Williams. They're losing offensive linemen. They're losing defensive linemen. I get it. Obviously I'm disappointed because the Chargers were the team that I took to come out of the AFC. So obviously that's, I think that jam is done. So it's disappointing for me, but also it's their defense, man. They're a bottom five scoring defense in the NFL. Like, they're not good. They have not been good this year at all on the defensive side. One thing that does go in the Chargers' favor is the fact that we probably won't see Juju Smith-Schuster in this game. He suffered a concussion in their game last week. So, again, with how long it's taking players to get out of concussion protocol, a good chance we probably do not see him. But the injuries, I think, are just too much for the Chargers to kind of turn around from. Certainly in a game like this, yes, it's a division game. Yes, it's an opponent that they get up for more than anybody else. Yes, the game's at home. I mean, give me the Chiefs. Like, you gotta, you gotta give me the Chiefs in this matchup. Let's go Kansas City on the road in Los Angeles to get the win over the Chargers. And I like that so much. The Chiefs over Chargers gonna be my bronze pick straight up this week. Chiefs beating the Chargers. Now against the spread, the Chargers are taking six and a half points here as a home dog. I'm going to go ahead and lay those points. Chiefs under a touchdown. I think you got to give me that. Even without Juju, it's just going to be next man up. Like, you know, Kadarius Tony's going to have nine catches for a buck 24 and two touchdowns. Like you just know that that's the game that's coming. Because it was like, okay, he's not playing. We'll move him over here, move him over here. Pat Mahomes slinging the football. So you gotta love it. And I like that so much. The Chiefs minus six and a half is my platinum pick against the spread this week. Chiefs minus six and a half platinum pick against the spread under a touchdown. Thank you very much. Total in the game set at 50. I gotta go over. Chargers off. Chargers defense is awful. Chargers can still score some points. Chiefs offense is incredible. Give me the over. Over 50 points in Kansas City, Los Angeles. Let's go. Let's go. Let's see. Uh, Chiefs 34, uh, Chargers 24. One more game. One game left to go. And it is the Monday night football game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. The game is in Arizona. Like I mentioned a little bit earlier, Arizona waving Eno Benjamin. I don't agree with that move at all. I think he was good for them. 
Uh, the Niners. Offense is kind of middling. They've got weapons. they got weapons all over the place. But somehow, aside from the defense, which is a top five scoring defense, very good, I just don't know how you have faith in this team. This team feels very mid to, to co-opt the line from the kids. This team feels very mid. Like, they're they're good. They're, they're a very good football team. Like, there's no... There's no doubt about it, but the results still kind of wind up being mid. It's very weird. They're a team that it's, I guess, a little difficult for me to kind of get a full grasp on. The offense has been all right. The scoring defense, exceptional. Arizona, it kind of goes the other way. The offense has been all right. Scoring defense has been atrocious. Bottom five scoring defense in the NFL, giving up a ton of points, and also now... Losing Zach Ertz for the season. He's done for the season with a knee injury. He's either having surgery or has already had surgery. That is a huge blow. He's their leading pass catcher from the tight end position. It's just awful. It feels like one of those situations where you kind of have to maybe consider fading them rest of season. Yeah, they got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, they got pass receivers. And they've got receivers who are on the incline. Like Rondell Moore is a bigger part of the offense now than he has been for a long time. But boy, you can't just replace Zach Ertz. Not the way he's been playing. I think you got to go with the Niners in this one. So yeah, we're going to we're going to grab the Niners. We're going to grab the Niners in this one for sure. San Francisco in Arizona gets the win over the Cardinals. Now, on the line, Arizona is taking 8 points as a home favorite here and look, divisional game, I got to take those 8 points. Um so we're we're definitely going to grab plus 8 here with Arizona even though this defense is bad and even though they lost like one of their biggest offensive weapons. I just can't lay 8 points. The Niners are not a team like Buffalo that I feel super, super confident in laying that many points on. So we're going to take the eight points with Arizona. It insulates us against an upset, which is entirely possible. Like Martin just made a a point in the chat. Arizona's won 11 of the last 14 against San Francisco. Oh, is this, is this game in Mexico? Did I not realize this game was in Mexico? Oh, it is. It is in Mexico city. Oh my God. How did I miss that? Dear Lord. That's, that's unfortunate. My apologies for missing that this game is actually in Mexico city. So in Mexico city, so neutral field. Fantastic. We'll still take the Niners to win, but give me Arizona with the points. Uh, 43 and a half points is the total here. I think I got to stick under on this one because it, it could be a game where the Niners defense really comes to play and the Niners defense dominates it. So give me under the 43 and a half point total in San Francisco, Arizona, a game that's being played in Mexico city. I know that now give me, let's go, uh, Niners 24, Arizona, 18, 24, 18. There you have it, folks. Those are your week 11 picks straight up against the spread and over under from yours truly. And we're going to go over the top picks this week, platinum, gold, silver, and bronze one more time. Straight up, platinum pick, the Buffalo Bills over the Cleveland Browns. Gold pick, Cincinnati Bengals over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Silver pick, the New York Giants over the Detroit Lions. And bronze pick, the Kansas City Chiefs over the Los Angeles Chargers. Against the spread, platinum pick, Kansas City minus 6.5. 
Gold pick, New York Giants minus three. Silver pick, Carolina Panthers plus 12.5. And the bronze pick, the Buffalo Bills minus 8.5. And on the totals, platinum pick, Dallas, Minnesota over 47.5 points. Gold pick, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh under 41.5. Silver pick, Carolina and Baltimore under 43.5. And the bronze pick, the Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints under 38 and a half points. Ladies and gentlemen, those are your week 11 picks. The week 11 show is now in the books. Can I go back to back and win my pick em pool two weeks in a row? Time shall tell. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the incredible folks at Nerd Tees. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you again for week number 12 as we careen recklessly towards the fantasy football playoffs. Thank you.